Welcome to Balance Boldly, the podcast for ambitious women in business and a few brave men. I'm your host, Nikita Thigpen, balance and relationship advisor, moving you beyond balance where you barely survive the burnout of work and life and into a space of thriving in life, love, and business. All right, y'all. Season 12, Revivification. We are about breathing new life into that next new thing that God has brought you to and through. I am so excited. I know I can't sing. Don't judge me. Uh, (laughs) So excited to talk to this young lady. She is powerful. She is magical. She is a marketplace minister, a trailblazer, an entrepreneur, and she has graced stages with celebrities and cultural influencers and worked with Fortune 100 companies around the world, from faith-based organizations into those exclusive places that most of us can only wish that we had the opportunity for. Dr. Yashima White Ivy Love is an amazing amazing woman. I can't say that word enough. And let me give a little bit of context to this. I met her through a good mutual friend, Marguerite Faison, probably about four-ish years ago. Marguerite called me up and said, Nikita, you are on my heart. You need to go to this two-day VIP event with me and you just need to make time and make room and make it happen. I said, okay, well, I didn't know Dr. Yashima. I didn't know what she did. I didn't know who she was. But when someone who is of the same space and spirit that you are calls you forth and it confirms something in you, you listen. And that's exactly who Marguerite was. So I said, okay, I don't know who Dr. Yashima is, but I'm gonna check her out. And I fell in love with her. I showed up and she cursed me out. How about that? So we'll talk about it in a minute when we get to it. But she was amazing, just told me exactly what I needed to hear. And part of it was to put down the arrogance that I was sitting behind at the time, thinking that I was too good to be coached by anybody other one than myself. So I can't wait to tell you about that story when we get her on. Dr. Yashima! Welcome to Balance Boldly. How are you? I am so great. How are you, my sister? I'm amazing and well, because I got you here out of your very full schedule today, and I'm so Ah, grateful. It is my (laughs) privilege. It is. Thanks for having me. Thank you. Well, you know, we have to tell the story of the two-day VIP conference that you had that was amazing. It was on marketing, your magnificence, which I was definitely trying to figure out, the figure outables, uh, super early in my business, which is about eight years old now. And I was just kind of all over the place, but where I wanted to go and how I wanted to do it. And I had an idea of the vehicle, you know, personal development and that growth space with relationships and balance. I had a little bit of an idea, but I was really struggling with how to get that message out. So people wouldn't just see me as a licensed clinician, but understand that, you know, I'm a breakthrough coach now. And I got this strategy side and all that good stuff. And I remember you sitting there. Um, I don't know. I don't remember what the question was, but something I said all, you know, excited to ask the question because I just knew that I was, you know, going to throw you off a little bit. Clearly. <laughs> Broke it down. Do you remember that? Do you remember what you said? I to don't. Oh gosh, I'm almost scared to hear it. What did I say? <laughs> I was telling you how I had um, just gone through because I was probably about a year and a half into understanding the the power that coaches do need to be coached, right? And trainers need to go to trainings and all that kind of good stuff. But I had gone through at least at that point about two, maybe three coaches. Um, and, and part of it, as I, I was sharing with you that day, that what I found, um, and part of it is understanding how to vet, you know, the coaches, mentors, and advisors that, that come towards you, which is a whole different, you know, conversation. But I was telling you how many of the coaches that I had hired had ended up becoming my clients, but on 
the paid coaching calls that I was having with them. I'm paying them to coach me and you know, it would turn around and I'm like, well, wait a minute, you know, something it is happens. wrong. It happens. Absolutely. And I'm sharing this with you. And you said, well, Nikita, have you ever thought that maybe you can't find the right coach because you don't think that you can be coached by anybody other than yourself? Talk about conviction. Uh, <laughs> was like, whoa. Oh, so I need to shut up, sit back and let somebody walk me through a process that they've proven instead of trying to an- analyze theirs. That was a whole, I felt, I felt all of it. You cursed me out in that one statement. I said, oh, okay, well. <laughs> I cussed you out. <laughs> and, that whole- and I loved it. It was professional. It was gentle. It was honest. It was you. And that was one thing that stayed with me. You know, people leave impressions and that stayed that I knew talking to Dr. Yashima would always be truthful, even if it wasn't necessarily what I wanted to hear. It was what I needed to hear. So I thank you for that. Wow. Well, thank you for that. It is true. It's so interesting. Just yesterday, I was talking to um, a colleague and she says, you are just raw. And I said, this word raw, three letters, it pierces me every time I hear someone say it. And I think I'm just now getting comfortable with appreciating what that means from a positive perspective, because we use that word as the nice word to say, you're just nasty, or you have <laughs> or you have no tact. And I'm like, no, raw, raw means in its most natural state. That's yes. what's something that's raw. Before it has been contaminated with anything or mixed with anything, it truly is the foundational message. And I found that people, women specifically, I think we have learned, we're almost raised to speak with niceties, right? And mm-hmm. that we're so tactful that sometimes you can leave a point of engagement or a point of communication and still not even know what the person meant because we have diluted the heart of the raw message. And so I've learned to embrace my rawness. <laughs> I've learned to embrace what it is that I do for people because I don't want anyone to ever leave an engagement with me if it's me as a speaker, me as a coach, a consultant, whatever mm-hmm. it is, a friend, a, a friend relationship. I don't want you to leave a point of engagement with me and not really hear my heart. And so I try to give it to people to people raw, which means natural and unadulterated and with no pretense, um, because it's love that's speaking. At least we should be trying to speak out of love. Absolutely. No, I a thousand percent agree with you, which is why I'm so excited about Yes Trip and the conference that's coming up. Because you're talking about reinventing yourself amidst many other layers, and I'll let you speak to that. But part of that reinvention means reevaluating the fact that perhaps you weren't being your most natural self before. And wanting to do something different to get a different result means, you know, being more honest with yourself. So I have to ask you before we actually touch, touch on a yes trip that's coming up, which I'm so excited about. um, One of many, many, many annual conferences that you're going to be doing. How did you move from that space of, you know, deflecting and denying that word raw even just to like pick on it a little bit like, oh, don't call me that because, you know, we know what people mean, like you said, when they say it. So being able to move into a space of reinventing yourself so you could embrace it and say, you know what, this is who I am and this and I'm okay with and I'm more than okay with someone calling me raw because I understand that it is the most authentic form of self that I can be as God wanted me to be. How did you get to that place for yourself? Ooh, painstakingly, right? I, I, right. <laughs> How's that for raw? How's that yes. for raw? 
I, you know, I don't, I don't believe that we should sugarcoat the journey for people. Yeah. I want to encourage people to go through their journey. Um, but I don't sugarcoat the journey because it is filled, um, with some stony pathways and, um, and some really dark nights. And so for me, I really struggled for, um, a lot of years of my life in um, with low self-esteem and in depression mm-hmm. um, and in that idea of really second guessing the who I really am. And a large part of that was um, birthed in childhood, right? I mean, when I really dissect rawly kind of where this thing came from, you know, I grew up in church. Uh, my father um, was a Pentecostal preacher and always had a very, very successful ministry. And it is the birthing place of everything in my life in which I'm ever so grateful. Um, But that environment as a PK, um, there was the expectation of, you know, the pastor's kids being on the pedestal, right? We had to be the straight A students. We had to, you know, our lives had to be, you know, um, model lives. We had to be the example, right? Before everyone. And that was okay, right? And and, and I lived up to the model. I did, Mm -hmm. right? I was the honor student. And I did, you know, graduate and I did go to school and get the degrees and I, I, I did get the big job and I did, right? So all those things I absolutely did. The challenge I think came that it was such an expectation that no one ever said good job. No one ever recognized that I hit the mark. So what happens when you're the A plus high honor roll student, everyone else gets acknowledged for being honor roll or even being a BC student who mm. did the best. I'm the A plus and no one said good job. So I'm still trying to figure out, well, what do I have to do to be good enough for the affirmation? Mm -hmm. How does someone ever get to call my name? So I didn't even know I was good, Nikita, right? Mm -hmm. I didn't know know that my good was great because no one ever called it great. It was just the expectation. And so I went through so many years of my life, not even fully recognizing what my true gifts were and the things that I was really good at producing um, because I was always looking for it to be bigger and more seeking for the affirmation or at least the pat on the back or something to let me know that I had arrived, right? I mean, most people right. get there and you arrive and you go, woohoo, I arrived. And there was no arrival point for me. It was just there. And so I had to go through many, many years of that season of Hearing some people say, good job, or gosh, you're brilliant, gosh, you're smart, gosh, that that helped me, or that changed my life. And I was like, me? What I just said? Because I was always waiting for it to be so much more. Mm-hmm. Um, and so this journey, this journey was um, this, this epiphany, I would say, that I had to go through was one of needing to find... Um, that the greatest message that I could ever receive from anybody was actually buried on the inside of Mm. me. That I did not need that affirmation coming from any external source. It was already what God said who I was. And I needed to drink his juice. (laughs) I needed his message. I needed to process who I was standing full and complete in him. And once I processed what he said about me, I then needed to convince myself that it was true. 
right? Um, and that was really the developmental process and journey um, that I personally needed to go through to come to the place where I now can say, I make no excuse for no facet of who I am. This is how God divinely created me. I say it a yay and amen to me, right? I embrace mm -hmm. me. I'm comfortable with me. And whenever there is anything that I put out in the universe that doesn't feel good to me for whatever reason, that's when I check myself. That's when I know that something is in misalignment because it is not in agreement with my spirit for who it is that I believe that God has created me ultimately to be. Oh my goodness. Let me just say that I am standing up trying not to make too much noise. People, all the Balance Boldly listeners out there, this is why I love this podcast. It is a literal virgin kitchen conversation where you get to sneak peek, be on the fly on the wall and listen to gems because that, that was amazing. Every single thing you said, I felt the travail of that. I felt the raw reinvention. I felt the internal power coming up from everything. Like, oh, okay. Let me be quiet because I'm about to... All right. No, you, go ahead. You, go ahead. <laughs> <laughs> you, you know when you're just like, woo! Like, that's, that's how I felt right now. Like, yes. Like, everything you said was yes. Yes, yes, yes. Okay. Yes, trip. Okay. Let, let me be quiet. I have never, first of all, let me say this. Dr. Yoshimo White Ozzy Love. I have never, ever been at a loss for words. Do you hear me? Oh, wow. You, you, you know, know. We've had conversations. I do know. You know I, I do can know. talk. Absolutely. <laughs> You're the queen. I'm telling you, Wendy Williams needs to give up her chance. <laughs> Listen, I'm sitting here like, what in the world? I'm throwing stuff across the room like, she better go and preach and say, because it's real. And everything you said is so honest. So I can see why you created what is coming that people don't even understand what is literally only at this point about less than a month away. Yes, trip, because it's coming from your story of what you had to go through. And you're saying you're not in this alone. You who are out there, you people, you women, you many who are out there feeling like your expectations that were set upon you at some point, which might've been good expectations. It's a good thing for your parents to, you know, expect you to be amazing because they already see it in you. But it means something if those expectations have binded your brilliance. It means something if it has bound you to a place of not recognizing that internal power that I know you're talking about in guest trips. So let me back up. Go ahead. Dr. Yoshima, tell them about Yes Trip because I'm about to, you don't understand. Yeah, because you are all in it. You are all in Ooh! it. I love it. And I love that you're so excited about it. I Yes Trip is something that was placed in me, I'm going to say, it, it had to be 20 years ago. And mm. it was because I felt like such a unicorn, right? Nobody was feeling what I was feeling. Nobody knows the trouble I see, right? We, we, all, we all agonize <laughs> believing that we are living this uniquely different experience. And the truth of the matter is that there's nothing new under the sun that if you were experiencing it, somebody else is. But oftentimes the burden of our experience isolates us and we cannot see anyone around us. And so I so felt like um, 
uh, a unicorn really is the best yeah. terminology, right? Of just being different. And yeah. so that difference was birthed in as much as I was a church girl and um, um, very spiritually driven and knew that there was a call of God on my life for ministry. I also knew that I was anointed for business. I also knew that God had called me into the marketplace and that I had influence with people that would never walk into the four walls of the church or people who never understood how to view their spirituality. I mean, forget about church and denomination, mm-hmm. right? And right, right. But just having a, a, a oneness with God, right? Um, with your creator. And um, I was being placed in um, positions where I could relate to, influence, speak to, um, help develop and cultivate people who would not hear any other voice. And so what happens when you feel like you are equally as gifted and equally as anointed to operate in two different realms that quite frankly don't accept one another. Right, right Nikita? Right? right. Absolutely. So when you're in the church world, it's like, you, you know, you're supposed to be such a church girl that you don't embrace secular things, right? Business things. And when you're in the business world, they think you're a little crazy right? <laughs> if, you're, if you're a Jesus lover, right? Or if you are a church girl. So here I am feeling like I'm living two different existences, not because I was compromising either one, but because I felt torn and felt right. like I had to live and develop two different brands and two different messages as if I needed two different businesses. And it, it was just a confusing place for me. And so yeah. it was in my heart, even then, that there has to be a coming together, that I meet women and men in the marketplace who are successful or want to be successful, but feel like something is missing, which is really their spiritual aptitude. Mm -hmm. And then I'm in the church and I hear people who want to do better for their families and better for their lives and need to get better jobs, but they don't know how to navigate the marketplace. And then here I am, the perfect intersection of both of those things, needing to and able to help both sides and so I really wanted to bring both of those worlds together in one place where women um, create an ecosystem, a network of being what the other is not and bringing the best of themselves, be it spiritual aptitude or professional um, or your professional capacity to the table in order to edify one another. And so, yes, Trip, which is a crazy name, I know, but it is the one that came to me because my whole life as many of your listeners I'm sure can relate to, someone has said, stop tripping to you, right? As soon as you start expressing yourself and giving your opinion or being animated about anything that you're passionate about, someone says, girl, you need to stop tripping, right? I don't know why you're tripping over that. You need to stop, right? And I'm like, no, we actually need to trip. Tripping is exactly what we are giving women permission to do on the weekend of March 15th through 17th in Long Island, New York. And so TRIP is an acronym, which you've spoken of, Um, in our time together here. So the T is for travail, the R is for reinvent, and the IP is for internal power. And those are the buzzwords, phrases. It is the structure of the conference. It's the foundation of the conference. And it is the mirroring of my life. And it is the journey that I personally had to go through to evolve into the woman that I stand complete in today. I needed to know how to travail, really how to agonize and labor in supplication 
for the who I am. Um, and, and, and so that prayer, um, regardless of one's belief system and mm-hmm. regardless of one's denomination, faith, or lack thereof, we all can come to an understanding that we've got to tap into a higher something, right? We've got to go, we've got to go to our creator. That when there's something wrong with the product, we go to the manufacturer. Well, when there's something wrong with us or a part of us that we don't know how to operate or to function in, we have to go to a manufacturer, right? And so I needed to figure out how to go through that travail process. That reinvention that you spoke of speaks to um, me needing to say that I'm not torn, I'm not broken, and I'm not fractioned. I am whole. I am both of these things and I can stand complete in both of the arenas that I have been called to um, and not feel like I was operating at a half of myself in each of those environments. And so that reinvention of my career, um, I reinvented myself again, I don't know, maybe 15 years ago, 12 years ago, when, when, um, when our paths crossed was reinventing myself from being a corporate executive into being an entrepreneur mm-hmm. um, and cohabitating within the executive world or the corporate world and entrepreneurship. I've had to reinvent myself as a wife that I failed at many years ago, right? And um, and reinventing myself in my marriage to help save my marriage. I've reinvented my style of parenting, right? I mean, it, we are always going through a reinvention process. Exactly. I help women reinvent their look where you, you think you're ready for your next level of business engagement as an entrepreneur or as an executive, but you're not looking the part and you don't sound the part. And so everything from the way that you speak to, the, uh, to your hairstyle, right? Right? To, to the clothes that you wear. It's like, show me that you're serious about the person you say you are becoming, um, tongue in cheek to Michelle Obama's book, right? right. <laughs> <laughs> but, but the becoming is about you being, right? And so it's not so much just the what's ahead, but it's experiencing your present and being in your fullness and helping people to navigate that that too is a reinvention. Um, and then ultimately that internal power, that spirit of resilience and grit is what we all have to tap into um, in order for it all to work. That's what brings us back into balance again, is when we realize that everything we need to be successful, everything we need to be the best version of ourselves, it's not what we're seeking from other places. It's about digging deep and uncovering it, unveiling it, and allowing it to surface and to be resonant in our lives. That's what we have to do. Mm, Honey, drop the mic. Drop the mic. (laughs) I love it. You you said it so well and so perfectly. All I hear is so much reaffirmation of so many things for people and places and, and conversations that I've had very, very recently with some phenomenally great people what you're speaking to is that success being at the intersection of that raw internal power that they have to tap into. And, and I think you said it, you know, more perfectly than I can say it right now. That was phenomenal. So I'm excited about Yes Trip and you have a full plate as you get ready to pour out and you're gathering and, and reaffirming so many other things that are happening with the other speakers and people and places that you have, that you have to get all in lock it, lockstep, I guess is the best word, best phrase to put it to get ready for March 15th through 17th Yay! that's coming up. So what are you, what are you doing to take care of yourself? Like how do you give yourself permission to pause as you, you know, run through all of the elements that you have to do to get ready for something so great as of what's coming? Yes, yes, yes. That is such a great question. Um, 
You know, I, I truly believe that we have to give ourselves number one, like first step is permission to do us. Mm -hmm. Um, because we are such giving creatures and we all kind of want to give and we wear so many different hats and we hear it all the time. Um, but really do we appreciate that not only do we need that self time, that self care time, um, but that we give ourselves permission for it. Um, so for me, I put me on my calendar. Genuinely, if anyone took my phone and looked in my calendar, you will see blockouts throughout mm -hmm. my calendar. Mm -hmm. So there are absolutely moments of my day that are me moments every day. Do, do you understand? Right? Yes. That's every day. Um, there are clearly every two week appointments, check-in care appointments that I do for myself because they are exhale moments for me. Um, I have quarterly getaways that I do with myself. Um, and that could be my little spa trip excursions because I love going to spas. I'm a spa connoisseur girl and I will hit this country. There are a few spas I have not traveled to around this country and I make it a point to go to spas when I travel internationally because it's just my thing. It's how mm -hmm. I center myself. Um, but even if it's just getting that manicure and pedicure every two weeks, I plan to do that and then I'm going to go to get lunch by myself, right? To actually say a table of one and be comfortable and sitting in public by myself is a centering place for me. Yes. Um, it allows me to not just be an observer of people, um, but it allows me to observe how comfortable I am with myself, occupying a space by myself. So that is important to me. And I give myself permission to do that. So for me, I say it's about permission and it's about calendarizing and being intentional with the time that you spend with yourself so that you have something to give. We cannot bless people's lives out of our emptiness. We have to bless people's lives in our overflow. I have to fill up my cup so that there is something to be shared with another. Um, and I cannot be successful and I can't, uh, um, um, I can't be ultimately who I'm called to be, which is the giver and the blesser of other people until I have given myself the opportunity to do that for me. You know, I'm a thousand percent behind you. I always talk about having a little selfish behavior so you can fill your own cup and, and therefore be able to be in a space of no regret when you go pour out to somebody else. So yes, that me time is so important. And I love that you are reminding people, just like they put everything else on the list, the baby's doctor's appointment, the pet got to go to the groomer, the plumbers want to come to the house. Well, when are you going to put yourself on the calendar? So I love I love that you do that. So tell everyone, Dr. Yoshima, how can they get in touch with you and find more, not only more about Yes Trip that's coming, which again is one of many that are coming up, but just to follow you and connect with you. Yes. So my website is dryashima.com. I welcome you to come there. We've got um, blog posts. We're on YouTube now at Dr. Yashima. So we do monthly or weekly, I'm sorry. So we do weekly um, um, updates to the channel on Fridays. There's great information there. And then on Twitter, uh, Instagram, and Facebook, you can find me at Dr. Yashima. Well, you made that easy. I guess you would because you are a personal branding expert. I mean, <laughs> did, did I leave with that or what? <laughs> you are so awesome. And I have to thank you again for carving out time from your very full schedule. I'm so grateful and honored. I know everyone listening is jotting down nuggets, hopefully safely pulled over their cars and stepped off the treadmill as they were listening to it. But I really do thank you. I honor you and I appreciate you for joining us today.
Thank you so much. And I just have to say this, congratulations to you and all of your success. I'm so proud of you and what you're doing in your business, in your podcast. And it is an honor to have you as one of my speakers at Yes Trip. So when I thought about who to have there and who can make an impact on the lives of these women, without a doubt, you were one of the individuals top on that list. So I'm excited to be able to share that platform with you. So congratulations to you. Oh, thank you. You got me blushing ear to ear. Thank you so much. I, I really, truly do appreciate that. And you know it from our prior conversations of how honored I was for you to just reach out and say, listen, you're on my heart. And you followed through with action, which a lot of people think of you, but then that's it. It's just a thought. They don't do anything after that. So thank you for following up on something that God put in your heart. I really do appreciate you. You're awesome. You're awesome. So stay right there, Dr. Yashima. Don't go anywhere. <laughs> Balance boldly. Oh, you ambitious women and brave men that are listening. I have to say that thus far, this has been my favorite episode. My favorite episode, especially in 2019. I'm so excited to lead this with you, to be here with you. I honor you as well for taking time out of your full and busy days to stay and play with us. Thank you so much for showing up and tuning in. As always, if you like what you hear, make sure you subscribe, rate, and share, helping us to ensure that the other ambitiously bold and brave people out there get these access to valuable life, love, and business balance tools. It's so important. So until next time, you know where to find me. I'm at Balance Boldly everywhere that you can go because that's what we're doing. We're balancing boldly. Make sure that you go now, create your own balance, and create your joy. But remember to do it boldly. Thank you.